0: I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is the Feast of the Baptism of our Lord. And uh, so my traditionally, um, our, our thoughts turn to thoughts of baptism and what the meaning of baptism is. Traditionally, we would baptize people on this day. Um, and so as Jesus was baptized, so we are baptized. And it, it's, a, it's a recognition of the beginning of his ministry the uh, the connection of baptism to our ministry, and there's a wonderful thematic uh, unity um, uh, on today uh, with the readings and the themes of the day and so forth. And as I've been thinking about baptism in preparation for this Sunday, I, I like everyone else, was glued to the news uh, of what was happening in the United States, um, particularly at the Capitol. And um, for me, the, the nuance that I... That I Find inescapable, and it's not like it only happened last week. Um, is the role of Christians in that whole phenomenon? The, the the eruption at the Capitol was merely the expression of something that's been going for months and years, uh, largely online. Uh, but there are these strong movements that that erupted uh, in a dramatic way last the night, and last night, last week, and. Those movements have a strong so-called Christian element to them, and so when I when I reflect on baptism, it's about what is a Christian and what does it mean to be a Christian. And today, when I'm reflecting on what it means to, to be a Christian, I cannot escape this counterexample of what so many people believe it means to be a Christian. So I'm going to start. Uh, so. Uh, So I'm going to talk about the devil this morning, and it's not that much of a stretch, and I promise. uh, But I'm going to start by going to our baptismal liturgy. So if you don't have a BAS at home, you probably should. And uh, let's review what we would be saying today uh, if we were doing a baptism. So we have a number of things, and then we would get to the baptismal covenant And we'd start the covenant with what we believe. So we'd say the Apostles' Creed together, which are the articles of our faith. And then we'd carry on with some questions and answers. So in light of last week, listen to these. Will you continue in the Apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in the prayers? And everyone says, I will with God's help. Will you persevere in resisting evil? And whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. I will with God's help. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? I will with God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? I will with God's help. Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? I will, with God's help. And finally, will you strive to safeguard the integrity of God's creation and respect, sustain, and renew the life of the earth? I will, with God's help. So this is the vision that we in the Anglican Church of Canada believe to be what Christianity is all about and certainly it bears little to no resemblance of what erupted in the United States uh, last week. Now, our official book is... This is still, in true Canadian fashion, this is the book that's used by almost everybody in Canada, and it's the alternative book because we never dethroned the Book of Common Prayer from its status as the official book. And um, the, the, the BCP... I love the BCP. It, it says less than the BAS, so I, I really needed the BAS this morning. But if you just want a summary, um, this is from the baptism service for uh, those as are of riper years, as the BCP calls them, I, i.e. people that are able to speak for themselves and choose to be baptized. And so the, the candidate gets, gets asked in this liturgy, do you hear in the presence of God and of this congregation... Renounce the devil and all his works, the pomps and vanity of this wicked world and all the sinful lusts of the flesh, so that you will not follow nor be led by them," to which the candidate says, "I do love the BCP. doesn't mince words. So let's talk about the devil. When we are baptized, we renounce the devil. We turn ourselves away from one direction and towards another direction. And the the thematic connections are manifold, I mean John is baptizing in the Jordan River, which is where the Israelites came out of the wilderness wilderness and became a nation it's a sign of new birth that 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 transition through the water uh, so the the new birth of baptism is the same as the birth of israel it's thematically connected to the journey in the wilderness and the transformation and the the coming of God to be their their uh, be their God and they be God's people and all the rest of it so I'm just going to just do a hand wave towards that and focus in on this, this one element of resisting the devil because it plays out in last week's drama. The people who call themselves Christians who storm the Capitol and support those storming the Capitol, believe they are resisting the devil. They believe they are in a, a, a spiritual war with the forces of darkness and in the information bubble within which they live, they believe those forces of darkness to be incarnate in the liberals uh, and, and in, uh, uh, unfortunately, people of color um, and others that, that are identified as other and coming to destroy the American way of life, which in their minds is identical to the Christian way of life and the, and the Christian society. And so they would say, yes to uh, certainly the BCP, if not the BAS, which is a little too liberal for their taste, um, but they believe that they are in a struggle against the devil and they believe that the, the war of information and the and the literal storming of the capital is in service of their fight against the devil. And what I want to say about the devil is that Regardless of your belief in how the devil is manifested, I, I tend not to think of a, of a personality as the devil. I tend to think as a spiritual cosmic force um, or a metaphor. Um, but for me, the devil is manifested as a, as a principality and power, as Paul talks. Um, a, a structural force that slants the playing field away from the good and towards evil. And where I see the devil, in that sense, is in these structures within which we live, our social structures, our economic structures, our political structures, that, that create a kind of uh, a default way of seeing the world and behaving in the world that leads to evil. And so if we're serious about confronting the devil, we must look at those structures and oppose how those structures corrupt and destroy the creatures of God. So far, so good. So far, a QAnon follower would agree with me. Where I think the big mistake was made is that one of the ways the devil works traditionally is by lying, deceit, falsehood. And the lie is usually in convincing the victim or the the dupe to think that they are on the side of God when in fact they are doing the devil's work. So the, the best thing the devil does for their own aims and objectives, is to twist God's word into serving the wrong purpose. And so you have the temptations in the desert where the devil quotes scripture to advance the devil's agenda. So the, the insidious nature of the devil needs to be taken into account by those who would oppose and resist the devil. And what the devil does most of all is convince the person that they are on the side of righteousness, which then justifies all manner of violence. Because if you are absolutely right, then it's a price worth paying. And no atrocity was ever committed without the perpetrators of that atrocity believing that the goal justified the means. So, those people that are in that information bubble, that storm the Capitol, um, have become convinced that the devil is out there It's a force outside, and that means that we have to oppose it, which allows people not to look at how the devil is twisting and corrupting even your own perceptions and actions and justifications. So if you're serious about the fight against the devil, the first place is to fight the devil in here, not out there, because this is where the devil works most uh, uh, effectively. I can't resist. The Muslims actually know this. They have two jihads. They have the greater jihad and the lesser jihad. And the lesser jihad is the external fight against corrupt authorities and, and, and politics and so forth. The greater jihad is the fight against evil in your own soul. And so I stand shoulder to shoulder with those wise Islamic teachers, not their crazies, they have them too, um, But with the wise teachers who say, no, if you are going to struggle against the devil, against sin, against the the forces of evil that corrupt and destroy the creatures of God, the struggle starts here. And beware when we are so consumed with our own righteousness that we are able to turn all the blame on those people out there, which justifies any violence that we do to them. So my real point today is, Let's not um, have to go to the chiropractor from patting ourselves on the back that we are not like them. My thesis this morning is we are not so different. We live in a different information bubble. But the spiritual warfare is the same and the temptations are the same. Um, I have heard in my chatter circle uh, the, the, the desire for horrific violence to be perpetrated against those who would perpetrate that kind of violence. And it's that exact thinking where the devil gets into the cracks. So if we are serious about our baptism, about our promises, and about our belief in how the Holy Spirit works in our hearts, we must take that mirror and t- turn it back on ourselves and say, how are we just a subject to externalizing the the struggle against evil and not taking seriously the struggle against evil that happens right here, right at home, in our own thoughts and minds and politics and family life and all the rest of it. Because if we're truly going to learn from last week, it's not that those people are bad, certainly they did bad things, but that, that at some level that's a caution for everyone and that at, at some level all of us are prone to that error, that, that insidious nature of the devil who worms his way through the cracks and causes us to turn into that which we say we despise. So I have to end on a positive note, and that is, of course, the Holy Spirit, that this, this is a real struggle, and we are not immune to those dangers. That's my main thesis this morning. But having said that, We are promised in baptism that we are given the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's not just us in this struggle. And so as we engage in an intentional spiritual life of meditation, prayer, reflection, confession, contrition, all of that normal stuff of trying to serve God as best we can, uh, we are promised that there's an agency greater than ours that allows us to do and be more than we are of ourselves. Because it's not about us. It's about what God is doing in and through us. Thanks be to God. Amen.